Well, today I wanted to speak about the testimony of Jesus being the spirit of prophecy. Amen. And uh, I just see, I have such a, such a faith in my heart that we're going to see such acceleration and, 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 and uh, we're going to see many, many repeats of what he's already done. Amen. In our midst, but not only in our midst, but in the word of God. Because every, every testimony that we read in the word of God is a testimony that God wants us to experience. If we go to the Word of God and we find something there that, that, that is needful in our life, that we need to partake of, then it's there for us. Amen. And God is no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. But I want to start with Psalm 78. If you go to Psalm 78, I'm going to read out of the Amplified um, Bible. And uh, this is just beautiful. This psalm so powerful. You know, and I believe that as we speak the word of God, as we release the word of God in this gathering, that God actually watches it. To, he watches over it to bring it to pass in our lives. In other words, he imparts grace for it to become our experience. That it's not something that we try to do, but the grace is in, imparted with the invitation to enter into this lifestyle, this type of lifestyle where we never forget what the Lord has done. Amen. Because when we remember what the Lord has done, when we speak about his goodness, when we, when we testify to others about what God has done in our lives, it, not, it, only, it causes us to, to draw from the, our own well of salvation with joy because we bring to remembrance ourselves how good he is. Amen? You know, sometimes when things get a bit tough, all we can think of is the experience that we have right now. And, 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 our, and our concerns for it. But God doesn't want us to be. He wants us to remember the testimonies. Look what the Lord has done and, and trust in his faithfulness that he's going to do it again. You know, if you need a breakthrough, whatever that may be here today, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, the scripture says, and don't lean on your own understanding. Turn to someone and say, he's going to do it again. If you've experienced the goodness of God, you can be sure he's going to do it again. You're going to experience his goodness again in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Amen. And I really believe that the waiting time is getting shorter and shorter in this hour. I believe that there's a quickening on experiencing the goodness of God in this hour. It's almost like you can't get a prayer out at the moment without it actually coming to pass before it gets out. There's a time that we're entering into where the reaping is going to overtake the sowing. Amen. Hallelujah. But we see here in Psalm 78 verse 1, Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. In instructions by numerous examples, I will utter sayings of old that hide important truth, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but we will tell to the generation to come the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonderful works that he has performed. For he established a testimony, an express precept in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, commanding our fathers that they should make the great facts of God's dealings with Israel known to their children. You know, that verse five, in verse 5 there, he says that, he says, I'm going to make it a law, it's not a suggestion. 
It's actually a command to not allow the testimony of the Lord to die. It's a command to tell it to your children and your children's children. Amen? It's, 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 it's strong on his heart here. He says, no, I'm not just suggesting this to you as a good thing. I'm actually commanding you to do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6, it says, that the generation to come might know them. That the generation might, to come might know what the Lord has done, for he has done good things. That song we went into, that was amazing. That we, I mean, you just see where the Holy Spirit just, there's a thread. In every meeting, there's a thread. There's something that he wants to bring to us. There's an experience that is waiting for us to have as we accept the invitation. That the generation to come might know them. That the children still to be born might arise and recount them to their children. Bless the Lord. Let there be known from generation. He wants what the Lord has done, the testimonies of the Lord, the good things that he has done in your life, the breakthroughs that you have. He wants them to be known to your children and your children's children. Because in knowing them, they become this, their experience. Hallelujah. Verse 7, that they might set their hope in God. This is the result. That they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but might keep his commandments. What's he saying here? That the testimonies of the forefathers will determine whether they put hope in God or not. Whether they put their hope in God or not. Your testimonies will determine whether your children put their hope in God or not. Hallelujah. Amen. Your stories will determine whether your children put their hope in God or they put their hope in man. Bless the Lord. You see, the outcome is huge and that's why the Lord commanded it. He didn't just suggest it. He said, I command because out of his heart, he going, I command you to do this because I want their hope to be in my goodness and not trust in the world. Amen. But they would put their trust in me, that they would know that I am good. They would know that I would confirm my word with signs following. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 8. And might not be as their, as, as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their hearts aright, nor prepared their hearts to know God, and whose spirits were not steadfast and faithful to God. So what's he saying? Fathers, tell your children over and over. And as you tell those testimonies over and over, you're going to set their course in God. Hallelujah. We want to set their course in God. How many of you can look back now and see how far things have shifted in your generation? I was sharing with somebody the other day how really if people knew my heritage, that, you know, where my, my mum and dad did their best, all our parents do their best, right? But they lived an unsaved life really until the end of their days. And if you were to know them, you would not believe where we've come from because it's like it's like black and it's like white amen and, and, and many of you can relate some of you can't you were brought up in 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 in, in god-fearing homes that was not my experience but i know we have come so far in one generation 
And I don't want my kids going back and having to plough that ground again. So I'm telling them over and over again, look what the Lord has done. Amen. Look what He has done. Don't look back into your past in shame. Just look at it and say, whoa, look what the Lord has done. Amen. I once was blind, but now I can see them things that generations before me couldn't see. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember last week, the Holy Spirit said the cult from old regret has gone away. Amen. It's broken loose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, even there's an invitation for you to say hallelujah and something's going to break off. Something's going to break loose and you won't know what it was until you can't find it anymore. That's the grace of God. Sometimes He doesn't want you to know what's being broken off because you don't even know about it. Praise God. Hallelujah. You don't need to know. You just need to enter into the freedom, enter in and cooperate with the operation of the Holy Spirit and just look what He can do in your life if you allow Him to, if you position your heart right now today to just hear the Word of the Lord and cooperate with what He's doing right here, you can go home freer than you were when you come in. Someone says, I think I am already free. Well, you're only free as, as far as you have experienced freedom. But God says there's more. Turn to someone say there's more. Hallelujah. Come on. Hey. Hey, we don't want our children to set their future against God. Amen. How many of you have heard the testimony of Kenneth Hagen? Give me a wave if you have. Not, not all that many of you actually. Okay, I'll tell you about it. At the age of 15, he was raised up from his deathbed. He had a deformed heart. As a matter of fact, his whole chest cavity was deformed inside. He was told that he had an incurable blood disease. At that time, it was not diagnosed. Um, it was a mystery to the doctors. But he himself, in years later, believed that he had leukaemia. He was given up to die. He was 15 years of age. Have we got any 15-year-olds in here today? <laughs> I believe we have. They're not putting their hand up if they are. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Sorry? Yes, I have a grandson who is 15, and he's here to hear this testimony. Praise God. He was given up at 15 uh, to die. They gave up on him. He was in bed at home. So what he did was he picked up his Bible, and he studied the Word of God, and within 16 months he was raised up from his deathbed, totally and completely healed. Totally and completely healed. And for the next 72 years of his life, what he did was he taught the Word of God. He taught people how to live by faith and experience the goodness of God in the land of the living. That's what he did with his life. And you would find if you spoke to a lot of people around him, I know people that, that, um, that are sons and daughters of his, and, 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 and you know, they, they said that it was actually hard when he preached. Um, it, 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 well, not hard, but every time he preached, it's like they heard that testimony. They heard that testimony over and over and over and over again. Can anyone relate to that, sitting at the table with your grandparents or your mother or your father or whatever and hearing over and over and over and thinking they're senile because they forgot that they actually told you that before? You know, I believe that they actually keep on telling you that because what they're doing is over and over and over again. You need to hear it over and over and over again. 
Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to keep on hearing it and hearing it, hearing it, hearing it until it gets deep down on the inside of you. God wants our testimonies deep down on the inside of us. And you know, even though sometimes the testimonies are those ones that we have experienced personally ourselves, we've experienced things that the Lord has done and we can forget about those things. He says, I want you to hear your own testimony over and over and over again. So that you live in a constant awareness of the goodness of God and the power of the testimony. Amen. That it gets deep, deep inside of you and you live out of that testimony. You live out of that breakthrough. Amen. You live out of what has happened since you've been born again and when you were born again and stop living out of your past. Stop living out of that dead man. Amen. You need to turn around and wave goodbye to the dead man. Amen. Nobody did it. It was an opportunity to wave goodbye to him. Hallelujah. Amen. And welcome the new man that's created in the image of God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. His spiritual sons and daughters never tired of hearing his testimony because it contained the answers for their lives. It contained the answers for their own life. Hallelujah. Testimonies are not just people talking about themselves. They actually tucked away, tucked away in their stories, it's truth for other people's lives. Tucked away in your story is a truth for another person's life. And though you might have come, become familiar with it, as you do because families become familiar with family stories, but to somebody else, it's the power of God that results in their salvation. For them experiencing things that they, that they never knew possible. But when they see it in the flesh, when you're standing before them and you, you're living evidence of a breakthrough that they actually need, there's a truth inside your testimony that they can partake of it because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. God wants to do it again in their lives. Hallelujah. Your testimonies are powerful. I just felt such a strong witness on this today. I believe that we're entering into a season where testimonies are going to be the answer for the breakthrough in people's lives. I see people sitting around the table and I, I was, you know, like, oh, now I'm going off my notes. I don't want to go off my notes because there's some really good things in there. But you know, what happened is, is, is I saw people sitting around tables and the Holy Spirit said to me, there's people sitting at tables. They've been sitting at tables with people for years and they, they still do not even know how they came to faith. They've never asked the question, how did you come to faith? They're even in this season talking about all the stuff that's going on. I mean, seriously, we have better things to talk about. I said, we have better things to talk about. Oh, you know, somebody's excited about that. We have better things to talk about. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. So, you know, see, Holy Spirit wants to dig out our ears that we would hear, that we would begin to lean into the test. Tell me again. Tell me again. Tell me again. You can even tire of your own, but they are powerful. What happened when you met Jesus? Where were you when he, come into it, when he came into your life and where are you now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's not only when you were born again, but it's, it's your, your lifelong experiences of seeing him be faithful to his word. Yeah? We've got testimonies from last week. We've got testimonies from today that, that people need to hear, that you need to hear. Ha ha. 
Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. If the word worked for them, it can work for me. Turn to someone so it can work for you too. Thank you, Father. That's why testimonies are so important to God. That's why he made a law with Israel. That's why he made a command. Amen? Because if they can work for them, for someone else, if you, if you hear something, that something happened to someone, if it can work for them, it can happen for you. It can work for you too. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Father. You know, while I was meditating on this, I thought, well, give me another reason. You're like, I love to little nuggets that Holy Spirit drops on you when you're thinking on these things. And I just wrote in my Bible, why? Why do you want us to give them? Why do you want people to hear our testimonies? Give me something else. He said, so that their children would not start from scratch. That they would be given a heads up and a head start. Build on, build on, build on this. Because every one of your testimonies belong to your offspring. Not only your natural offspring, but your spiritual offspring. Who are they? They're the ones that actually position their heart to be raised by you. Some would say, I haven't got any children, but you've got people that are positioning their heart right now in a place where you can raise them in that, where you can raise them in the testimonies, when you can speak into their lives and they're drawing from you. Actually, spiritually, you're raising sons now. A son always places himself in a position to raise sons. And there's people like that in your life. And he's saying, I want you to give them a head start. That they don't start where you started. But they stand on your shoulders. Not on your head. To give them a step up. But on your shoulders that they can build on that foundation. Amen. Our testimonies are meant to increase from generation to generation. They're meant to grow. Amen? Greater. Glory to glory. Amen? You just have more. I had three, we had three children. Now we've got number 13 grandchildren coming up. It's meant to increase. Amen? We're meant to increase. Hallelujah. Amen? Not just sit on those testimonies but increase in them because we've experienced the goodness of God so what happens when something comes our way we know I know God is good I know he's good you know like David when he goes into battle with Goliath I've already fought the bears and lions I know my God is enough I've, I've practiced on some stuff but I know he's there is that right I know he can do this greater is my God amen hallelujah than what I'm seeing what I'm experiencing right now Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Don't want to keep you too late. But I do want to share this a little bit. I want to share all of it, actually. I really do. God, just pull out. What you, just pull out. Just draw out. <laughs> Thank you, Father. What does that mean? It means starting with the knowledge of what he has done from generation to generation. In doing it for us. In doing it for us, he's done it for them. He's done it for every one 
who positions themselves in a place of sonship in your life. Oh, glory to God. That's your inheritance. That's your legacy. Everyone who positions themselves, their heart in a place of sonship is entitled to your spiritual inheritance. Every testimony that you have. And you know, sometimes natural children will not position themselves as spiritual children. But you know, as we continue to give them the testimonies, you know, that, that they can be a little bit like the disciples were left when most of them were gone. When Jesus said to them, where are you going? They say, nowhere. You have the words of eternal life. So they come back. They come back to what you've put in them year after year after year. Amen. They come back to that, their core values. You train them up in the way you live before them and they won't depart from it. They will come back. But I remember a testimony that my brother-in-law that I wanted to share with you spoke. And it's, you know, at the time I must say to you, this is years ago, so praise God I'm a little bit more redeemed, but ha. But at the time it was almost like every time he told this testimony, I thought I used to say to Tim, is that all that's ever happened in his life? I mean, that's all he ever says. He's always talking about this one testimony. Every time I saw him, he said it. Every time I saw him, he spoke about this testimony. And I was sort of like a little bit to the... I started getting a bit of an attitude where I was yawning a bit and think, hasn't he done anything else in your life? But when I think about it, <laughs> that was very naughty of me. It wasn't honourable of me. And it's very hard to receive the power of a testimony unless you actually honour it. Yeah? Uh, so, yeah, it's all right. I've repented. But... <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, glory to God. But I remember what he used to, he, the testimony that he used to give was that he, him and uh, my sister, or Tim's sister, they, they were in this flood. They found themselves near a river and they were, they were travelling home and the, there was a huge flood. So what happened was they got trapped in this flood within their car, Right? This is pretty relevant. I'd like some people to know this right now that have been going through. They probably could have done well to lean into this testimony and hear it over and over and over again. Yeah? But what happened was the car was lifted up into the torrent and they were in big trouble with three children in the back of their car. Right? And they felt a lifting... And they found, within the blink of an eye, they found themselves in the car with their three children on solid ground. And while, while I was preparing for today, I was reminded of him, the way he used to tell that testimony over and over and over again. I think he needed to hear it because I believe there's a time in his life where he needed to have the victory over the flood. Mm. That just hit me like a... Never underestimate the power of the testimony. And if you feel led to tell your kids again and again and again and again, you can be sure that you are not going senile, but the Lord is wanting to get this testimony on the inside of them deeply. 
Amen. Because when stuff comes, as it does, Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome it for you. I have deprived it of its power over you, amplified. Amen. So that when it comes, what have you got? You've got a testimony to draw on. Imagine, I don't know, maybe, maybe some of the people have heard Noel's testimony that had trouble in the floods. I hope they did because it was a testimony of victory. What do you do? You call upon Psalm 91. Hallelujah. He will send his angels to take charge over you. Amen. And they will keep you in all your ways. Bless the Lord. Amen. Over and over and over. Powerful, powerful testimonies. Thank you, Father. There'll come a time when we will need to remember what Mama and Dad has told you. Amen. Over and over again. The same old story when you thought um, it didn't matter anymore actually actually means something. And, you know, testimonies that you may have been given from your unsaved um, parents or grandparents, they have a redemptive factor in them all. Amen. <laughs> and that redemptive fact is your inheritance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes. I'm going to have to skip through this just a little bit. Pardon my... Keep on saying it. You know, I remember a little while back, Heather said to me that she... Uh, little Elizabeth wasn't feeling well. And um, she said... Elizabeth, you're healed. She said, yes, I know. Nana says it all the time. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, when our kids, you know, they get, oh, they're growing up, you know that they're really over you saying that to them every time. Um, bringing a scripture out or bringing a testimony out. Be encouraged, parents. <laughs> There'll be a day where they'll say, I remember hearing mum say that. I remember hearing dad say that. I remember that testimony. I remember when they were delivered from the flood. I remembered when they were delivered from the snare that the enemy had put out there for. There's so many, you know, powerful testimonies. Our own daughter delivered from leukemia, childhood leukemia, like, poor miracle of God. Tell me about it. Being delivered from torment that you thought your child was going to die and living with that torment for two and a half years and thinking you're going to have a nervous breakdown and having God into your room with the peace that passed your natural understanding and carry you through. And then you see them standing there at 46 years of age with four children, which they weren't supposed to have. That's a good testimony that somebody's been told they can't have children, that they'll never grow normally. As a matter of fact, they may not survive. As a matter of fact, probably won't. That's a great testimony to have and someone needs to hear it. Ask your friends where they've come. Sit around the tables. I'll wrap up now, but sit around the tables with one. Ask, you know, I put it to you, how many friends have you got that you don't even know where they were when they were saved. You don't even know how they got saved. Begin. Because you can encourage one another. We can gather together and encourage one another and fire even ourselves up as we hear it coming through us time and time and time and time again. I'm going to finish with Paul. You know, Paul, um, 
when Paul was faced with, with, with King Agrippa in Acts 26, you know, he, he didn't go on about um, all the revelations that he had, hello, all the spiritual insight that he got, and he had a lot. What he did was he gave King Agrippa his testimony on how the light came and how he was saved. That's what he said to him. And with that, he released into King Agrippa the command of the king. He gave him that testimony. He gave him that testimony. Yeah? What he did was he boasted on the delivering hand of the Lord. Amen? We can feel so tempted to sit and talk about our latest revelation, which is good. We need to impart that. I'm not making light of that. But, you know, people need to know where you come because there's come from these people that really need to know. And you know what? Probably the people that you would think would be totally, totally know all about you know nothing about what God has done in your life. Amen? Hallelujah. I encourage you. You know, even what's a week before last, I was in the Gosford Imperial Center and a lady just asked me, she asked me what I did. I told her that I, what I did and... Um, and she said, what's it like to be a Christian? What's it like? And I gave him a testimony. I gave him a, a testimony how I, and, and man, she was just, just, wow. People are going to be asking you what it's like. Don't talk your latest revelation. Tell them where you've come from. Amen. Because you can be sure that in this hour, in this season, the person that comes up here is a divine alignment to hear exactly what you're carrying. So don't make light of what you're carrying. People say it doesn't mean much. I don't know. You'd be surprised what you're carrying when you start to share and you give the answer to those that need it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's just celebrate the Lord for a minute and we'll just... Hey! Thank you, God. Did you get that? Translate it and you got the whole message. We can go on with that another day. Let's just stand. Father, we thank you. Rambara broko suntori alakaya maradishende yadariyashande kiredete. Thank you, Father. Oh, shabahaya bahaya bahaya barashabadada diyashanda. Thank you, Father. Testimonies on the inside of you. But you know what? The very things that you don't want to talk about, the things that it was interesting actually, Holy Spirit was moving earlier to deal with shame and blame and guilt. The very thing that we can hold as guilt in our hearts where we've missed it, right? Once shared, if you can be vulnerable enough, if you can be, if you can be solid and secure in the love of God, you can actually and know your righteousness. You can be vulnerable. It's time to be vulnerable, church, and stop trying to look like you've got everything together when you know full well you haven't. Christ on the inside of you has, but there's people that need your vulnerability. Amen? They need you to be vulnerable so that you can open them out and they can be vulnerable too. 
You might think you've got all the answers, but you know who has? He has on the inside of you. And you'll be surprised what will come out if you just find, be founded in your security in the fact that you are loved by God. Amen? And in that place of vulnerability, you release others to be vulnerable, that they can confess their faults and their slips and their shortcomings so that they can be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of heart and mind. James. Amen? So let's get real. Amen. Why don't you just put your shoulder on someone next to you? Thank you, Jesus. Someone says you don't know what you know. You know what? You know. You know. You know what? Your your actual your your actual testimonies are powerful, and they impart victory into people. Amen. Stop trying to be like you've done everything right when you know full well you haven't. Amen. We just haven't. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your grace right now, Lord. Thank you, Father. Your grace, Father God, to just step into those vulnerable places, Father, those places in our heart, Father God, those tes- to open out those testimonies within us, Father, that we can be, begin to share, Father God, in a place, Father God, where we can talk and we can, we can share, we can have some real talk, talk, Father, that you can express your love for them through our testimonies, that they find their truth and their breakthrough, Father God, in what you've done for us and in our lives, Father. So, Father, I just thank you for that grace. Father, spirit of boldness, Lord God. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father God, to be who we really are, to be real, to be raw, to be here who we are, Father. That you would draw them up, that you would quicken them, that you would bring them to remembrance, Father. That we would have the answer for every person, Father. The people that you've brought into our lives, we value them, we celebrate them, Lord. And we see a mighty harvest, Father, breaking forth in this hour, in this season. In Jesus' name, amen.